Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Picked off and intercepted Jalen Graham to the house. And just like that, Purdue strikes. Touchdown, Purdue. Martinez pass intercepted by Jalen Graham. A 44-yard pick six. The junior from Detroit, Jalen Graham. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Behind the Rails podcast. I am your host, Travis Miller, and with me, as always, is Purdue running back legend, Corey Sheets, and we are here to talk about Purdue's big 28-23 win over the Nebraska Cornhuskers on Saturday. Corey, how you doing? Always feels good to talk to you after a win. Uh, Once the game and then I was able to see the score... I've been on the high notes since then, so uh, <laughs> how about you? <laughs> I am good. I'm good. Uh, it was great to – it was just great to see them bounce back after a really poor performance offensively against Wisconsin. And, you know, it, it, like I said, it's always good after a win. And it was nice to see Purdue really mix this one up and get things done in, you know, two of three phases of the game. I know uh, – there were some troubles on special teams, but offense and defense really worked well together in this one. Which is always great to see. You can get by with a little with bad special teams sometimes. <laughs> yep. It was nice to see the scoring start off with uh, a pick six by uh, Jalen Graham. And all, it really should have been the second pick six of the game. I know on Nebraska's first drive of the game, they were backed up on about their 20 or 25 and Cam Allen had a certain pick six just go off of his hands. Like like they were – I was listening to the radio at that point, and they said he would have walked in if he picked that off. And no. when I watched the replay of the game, it was it was that close. For real? Uh, but that was uh, – Norbraska went down, scored on that drive, and then Purdue stalled again. They missed a field goal. But it was really, really good to see Jalen Graham come back and uh, get him on the board with a, just a beautiful pick six where he read the quarterback perfectly. I mean, hey, see, if he, seen, he saw something the first time, he guess he saw it again. He, he made sure he capitalized <laughs> on it that second time. Oh, that's your Big Ten player of the week, defensive player of the week, Jalen Graham, because he had a second pick later in the game too. Right. Gotta love it. Still was, you know, kind of up for grabs. Uh, Purdue, Purdue's defense was a little bit shaky in the first half. Uh, and then there was a certain amount of luck, too, because with about 20 seconds to go before halftime, Purdue got stuffed on – they went for it on fourth down. They gave Nebraska one last shot, and they had a wide receiver just drop a wide-open touchdown that would have made it 24 or 14 at halftime. And mm. that, sometimes you just need luck, right? <laughs> hey, my other coach used to say, man, I'd rather be lucky than good <laughs> any day of the week. <laughs> Now I think there was one there was one uh, wrinkle that Brom threw in that we hadn't quite seen yet, and that was moving Jackson Anthrop into the backfield. He ended up with five carries for twenty five yards rushing, had six carries for forty three or six receptions for forty three yards, and his first touchdown of the season. You know what do you think when they kind of shift guys into the backfield where they may not have been there much before? How does that kind of shake things up for the offense? They looking to get a spark in the run game, and he gave them just that. Uh, when I was watching the highlights, watching him come out the backfield, nobody even looked his way, and that's mm-hmm. because nobody's looking at Purdue's running backs. 
So if you get a guy, <laughs> I mean, hey, sad to say, but it's true. They're not looking at the running backs. You can watch that throughout the games that uh, we've been seeing. Nobody covers the running backs out the backfield. It's a shame they don't dump it to them more. But now they guess they got a guy that they feel comfortable throwing it to. So you might want to look out for that more. And it makes sense with Anthrop. I mean, here's a guy. He's in his sixth year in the program. He he came back specifically because he got the free COVID year. And when he was in high school here in Indiana, he scored more than 100 touchdowns. And, I mean, he's a guy that his team was a really good small school program. And it was often just, hey, give him the ball, let him do stuff, which might be a little undersized by Big Ten standards. But when you've got his experience – and you have his high school experience too, it's not a bad idea to just be like, all right, give me the ball, see what you can do. <laughs> I mean, when you're, when you're looking for a smart type of player, he fits the bill perfectly. Hey, y'all, we got to take a break right now to pay for some stuff, so we will be right back after this ad. Basketball season is just around the corner here, and your Boilermakers are rated in the top 10 headed into the new season. It's going to be a great year in Mackey Arena, and if you would like to put a little bit of money down to see if Purdue can make it to New Orleans, head on over to Bet Online. That's right, our Believe podcast is brought to you by Bet Online, and we remain the number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BLEAV50, that's BLEAV50, to receive your bonus. So like I said, if you think Purdue's going to make it to New Orleans, want to put your money where your mouth is, head on over to Bet Online, the best in sports betting. I also think the offensive line did a much, much better job this week too, don't you? Do you think it was uh, the offensive line playing better or their defensive line not being as good? I think it was a little bit of both. Um, I know Brom kind of worked things in. He got a couple of freshman linemen that hadn't played a whole lot before, gave them some run, and it seemed like things worked really, really well. I think uh, Horvath coming back, even though he only had 11 carries for 24 yards, that brought a new dimension to the offense. And King Doru, one of his better games, too, with 74 yards and 17 carries. Not bad. Yeah, that was real good. I was happy to see him play a lot better because I've been waiting. <laughs> I was just about done with, with King Doru. This <laughs> is like, man, I need you to do something. You got the, There's nobody behind you. There's nobody in front of you. You're the guy, man. You got to do something with the ball. And he's an experienced guy. He's a junior. He had a pretty good freshman season two years ago. Here's He's somebody that he should be producing right now, and it, it's good to see him get going. And it was only the second time this season that Purdue's rushed for more than 100 yards as a team. Right. I mean, we haven't really rushed the ball too many times in pre- previous games, whether we were running or losing. So that's something that you got to have as a good offense is a, is a running game no matter – what you do so right get that under control is something that's going to be it's, it's good to see that they had they rushed for more than 100 yards this game but uh it's something that they need to keep going and keep progressing and it might be those two new uh the freshman offensive linemen add another spark in there and you got to build that depth because you never know when a lineman's going to go down either you got to have somebody ready and 
Purdue's been thin all year up front. They were they were thin in this game because I know they had a couple guys that were banged up. It's almost necessity that those guys were playing, but it was good to see that they played well when they were forced into action. Yeah, and that's always good to see freshmen playing well because you're gonna need them next year. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna be the guys starting. So getting them some some quality time, especially if they stay in there, keep keep getting them in the rotation. They mess around, be starting by the end of the year. Now, do you, do you think that that uh, just as a running back yourself, seeing those new guys up front, what do you do to kind of build them up and be like, hey, you know, I need you over here. I need you doing this. You know, what what do you do to talk to them to kind of help them get acclimated to the game? I mean, I always just try to keep it light, just because you can even you can look at offensive linemen and just tell, oh, you nervous. <laughs> so <I> always, <laughs> so I always just try to keep it light. I not even talk about where I needed them to go because. Most of them guys are pretty smart. Like Officer, you at Purdue. Offensive linemen are pretty. They know what they're supposed to be doing. It's just a matter of if they can block that guy that's in front of them. Sometimes they can't, <laughs> but they know they're supposed to be there. But uh, no, nah, you always just try to keep it like get get their mind off of the nerves, and so that they can go out there and just play because. Mm-hmm. That's really what you want them to do is go out there and play without thinking. Yeah, give it, give them a good. Uh... After a big run, give him some love. Give him, the, give him some love after the touchdown, too. I know that was the big thing about Horvath's run is it was a tough run, but his, his linemen were patient and were able to open the hole for him, and he kind of got it all second effort, too. I mean, yeah, they opened up a real big hole, and it, all he had to do was run through that little arm, tackle, bounce off of whatever that dude tried to do to get him down, but it ain't work. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, they, after that, he went untouched, so. Uh, Horvath's listed at 6'3", 230. You ain't going to tackle him with your arms, man. That ain't happening. I was say, if you do, you tripped him up and he ain't see it coming. <laughs> the only way that's happening. He He's that big for real. He don't look that big. Yeah, he is listed at 6'3", 230. Yeah, that, that's a large gentleman coming at you with a football. <laughs> man, yes, that is. <laughs> I, just say, I was at 205, 210 sometimes, and they said I was big. Wow. <laughs> uh, I do think that this was one of the best games also for Aiden O'Connell he didn't really force much and that's what you want out of him didn't have much of a deep ball his longest pass was 21 yards to Bell and I think that was more of a catch and run but he spread the ball around I'm looking at eight different receivers um, six of those guys seven of those guys had or five of those guys excuse me had at least four catches not a lot of big plays, but you just consistently move in the chains, and that's really what got Purdue going. And he also had some big third down conversions on both the Purdue second half touchdown drives. I mean, getting a big play is not always ideal. You keep putting together drives, eight, nine, ten plays. That's something the coach would rather see opposed to we going out there again. They they like to see it, but getting the offensive down, running the clock out, seeing that your, your players are doing things in healthy situations. That's what, what a coach likes to see. So absolutely seeing that from O'Connell and the more important thing mm-hmm. that I don't see, he had zero picks. Yes. So very much. <laughs> <laughs> if anything, if he's doing moving that ball, throwing the ball that much and not getting any, any interceptions, Regardless if they got a medic, might have got tipped, they dropped them, whatever. I didn't come down with them. 
That's good to see. Well, you mentioned the, you know, sustained drives and everything. I'm looking at Purdue's two second half touchdown drives. The first one gave him the lead. The second one allowed him to pad the lead. They ended up being 22 plays. They took about nine minutes off the clock. And in between there, Nebraska had the ball for four plays. Mm. So you get a nice drive of 48 yards. You put it in the end zone to take the lead. And it was on a third down pass too. And it was the second third down you converted on the drive. You force a punt and then you march 14 plays and take almost six minutes off the clock at, starting at the beginning of the fourth quarter. So not only do you add to the lead, you take time away from them too. I mean, that has to be a killer if you're on defense, don't you think? Oh, yeah, exactly, because you're, you're getting worn out. And you know who's also loving this? Our defense, because they're not in the field sweating, dying. They're resting, which is great. When you have a, mm-hmm. a rested defense as an offense, you did your job. Also, in scoring, you really did your job. So oh, yeah. My hat, my hat goes off to them guys. <laughs> and, and that's the drive that that's the drive that uh Anthrop really did well on. He had a he converted a third and eight with an eleven yard reception, converted third and goal from the nine for the touchdown. You talk about Purdue's defense. What did they do the next three drives for no, Nebraska when they were desperate? Three and out, interception, interception. Bang, so boom, that's your defense just closing the door right there. I would say them guys get to fly around because they're not tired. Instead of yeah. being on the, on the field for 45 minutes, you'd be on the field for 25 minutes. and <laughs> That's just crazy to see. Uh, the, there was a downside. You, you had the prevent defense, which I know you've probably heard it, prevents you from winning. Eight plays, 94 yards in a minute 30. You can't do that. I mean, <laughs> I know you got the luxury of a two-possession lead, but they scored with a minute 44 left. <laughs> I mean, and, it, I know you, as a, as an onlooker, you, you might see that, but sometimes – it might be that defensive coach might be saying play offense a little bit, let them catch the ball just because our offense is doing whatever they want. So if we keep the ball, they're not even going to – it don't matter if they score here. So don't even worry about that. Just don't get no penalties. <laughs> well, that's where it got a little shaky because I don't know if you saw that uh, – I don't know if you saw that onside kick, but Purdue didn't exactly do the best job, but they did come up with it. And – you don't want it. You don't want to put it in the hands of a bouncing football like that. I'm afraid. I I'd prefer to have them score with no time left on the clock as opposed to a minute 44, and the ball's bouncing around with them a chance to recover it and get it right back. <laughs> I mean, it's not ideal, but <laughs> I I don't know if you saw the onside, but uh, it was one that hadn't gone 10 yards yet. And instead of diving on the ball when they had the chance, Purdue just kind of shielded and let it go 10 yards. Wait, what? It almost, yeah. And it almost hopped to a Nebraska guy, but it took one last bounce in the last second kind of over him, and Durham fell on top of it. No, oh, you go grab that ball. You don't wait for it to get to 10. You go grab it before 10. <laughs> you go grab it soon, you get a chance. <laughs> now, were you on the hands team when you were there or no? I was, but I was in the back. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it wasn't because I didn't have hands. It was more so they ain't want nobody taking a cheap shot at me, like and then knocking me out. Now I can't play offense. So that's how that's how they explained it to me. But I really didn't care because it was too loud up there for me anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
And then, well, then no, you gotta hang back just in case they try the pooch kick over everybody too. Dude, that, that was me. I was that guy. <laughs> Let's say for those who don't know what loud means, I mean it's too much action, too much hitting going on up there. <laughs> <laughs> and you were you were already getting hit enough, like 20, 25, 30 times a game. So Right. So uh, I didn't need no more contact. I'm cool. <laughs> who who's your shining star? Can't say Graham. Can't say Graham. Can't say Graham. Can't, can't say Graham. Say Graham. Uh, and I got to go with uh, Cam Allen then. He's having a great season. He got his fourth pick. Um, really, I mean, he should have had a pick six. I mean, I, I'm not going to fault the guy because it looked to me, it looked to me like it got tipped before he went to catch it. And that's the type of, if it isn't tipped, he easily gets it. But since it was tipped, it's kind of mm-hmm. wobbling all over the place. So I think I'm going to have to go with him uh, and just really the whole defense. And I know 23 points seems like a lot, and that last drive kind of sours you, but they sat on Nebraska the entire second half and didn't let them do anything. So who's your guy? I like it. Uh, I'm going to go – I want to say King Doro just being selfish about the running backs is because he finally had him on game. Yeah, that's fine. I, I love that O'Connell didn't throw any picks, and that's something that we've been harping on all season. He was patient all day. I think that's what that's what helped. Uh, you look at both of his touchdowns; they're very, very patient throws. He's reading his progressions. He's waiting for somebody to get open, and he found a wide open guy on both of them. Uh, right, the first one in the back of the end zone, and he threw that one over a linebacker too. It was a perfect throw. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what, like, I'm gonna go O'Connell because yeah, and it, not the fact that he's so, so much he's being patient is when these guys are getting open, he's hitting them, he's not waiting, and he's making the spot on throws. And it just proved my point that he plays so much better when he's got that confidence going. And if he gets an early turnover, he kind of gets shook. Right, you just got to avoid that early turnover with him. I want to say, sure, he avoided them all and it had him a day. <laughs> But I think the other thing is, is Martinez only had three interceptions thrown on the whole season, and you got him four times, almost a fifth. (laughs) Almost had two pick sixes, got a pick six. (laughs) I mean, that's Martinez had a bad day. With that's something we 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 need everybody to have. (laughs) Well, I think it's very telling for Purdue that both this game and the. and the Iowa game, the defense did a great job of just headhunting for the football when the other team was pressing. Right. And they made them make those mistakes late because I, against Iowa, you had the three interceptions late. And this one, you had two interceptions late in the game. And just the ability to take that ball away when, you, when you're protecting a lead, I think that's huge. I mean, our defense has been great all year, and it's something I don't think – is ever going to change bar some crazy we can we can ride the backs of our defense and offense just don't mess it up they're going to keep it within distance (laughs) offense just do your part well we're we're going to test that theory this week because i don't know if you've uh, seen kenneth walker the third but he is having himself a season (laughs) yeah that's crazy that that that's that kid's name if you look up uh my high school track team I I ran with a uh, Kenneth Walker. Oh wow! Really? And boy, 
I've only seen two other people faster than him in my life. <laughs> wow. He's having himself a year, 1,194 yards and 14 touchdowns through on the ground. He has one through the air as well. Wait, how many how, how many yards he got? 1,194 yards in eight games. <laughs> he is the proverbial, you know what's coming and you still can't stop it. <laughs> hey, we running left. Hey, they running left. Hey, he's going left. <laughs> uh, oh, my strangely God. Strangely enough, though, Nebraska was one of the few teams to slow him down, held him to 61 yards on 19 carries, but he's coming off a week where – he went for 197 and five touchdowns on Michigan. <laughs> he was just he was just up for that game. That that's all that was. He he was, it was prime time rival game. <laughs> but uh, all that's coming to a stop this week, I think. I, I hope so because he he had 264 and four in the season opener against Northwestern. Man, who you going for? <laughs> I'm just giving credit where it's due, man. Yeah. I he got numbers. <laughs> but, man, I, I trust our defense. They've been stout all year, so this is they got a horse back there. But uh, I think we're gonna do well. If we can hold them to a hundred, that'd be all right. <laughs> yeah, if, if you can hold them to a hundred, you've done something with this guy. So. Hold on. You say he went for one ninety? Yes. One ninety-seven and five touchdowns against Michigan. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Yo. So yeah, he, wow. Yeah. So he he's a stud, <laughs> and uh, uh, it's it's just so hard when you got a guy like that. You know what's coming, and it's going to be really hard to stop him. But Michigan State, they're eight and zero. I I know they're eight and zero. I respect the eight and zero. They were not expected to do much this season. I think they're a little vulnerable, though. They Nebraska took them to overtime. They only won by five at Indiana. They needed to come back this week against Michigan. Let's hope they're tired and they're worn out. And <laughs> that's a that's a that's a full mill over there. It is coming to town. Wait, wait, are we home or away? We're at home. We're at home. Okay, okay. And I'm, I'm thinking about the last time Michigan State came to Purdue when they were ranked fifth in the nation. It was 1999. We had some guy named Drew Brees. You may have heard of him. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had some coach by the name of Nick Saban. You may have heard of him. They were coming off of a big win against Michigan. They were undefeated. And Purdue sent him back to East Lansing 52-28. It was one of Brees' best games. It was beautiful. Mm. I mean, Brees, <laughs> Brees put a lot of those, sent a lot of people packing. <laughs> <laughs> he, he had five touchdowns in the first half of that game. Uh, he had a receiver by the name of Chris Daniels who set the Purdue single game yardage record. I believe he had 21 catches for 301 yards and, and three touchdowns. It was a monster day, and it was a joy to watch. I was that was my sophomore year, and it was just so much fun. <laughs> well, this can be a game. O'Connell goes and uh, solidifies him as a starter. He can go and solidify him as a quarterback if he go in and light these boys up. Now, how much do you believe in the whole there's some extra juice when they got that number five ranking coming into your house? I mean, anytime you see another number on the side of a team and you don't have one, 
you look at you look at it a little bit extra, especially if it's a, a single digit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm only reporting facts here, but Purdue has won their last two games against top five teams. Hey, so. hey, 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 I'm not I'm not doubting them. I, I'm I'm calling Purdue's uh, Purdue's number on this one, but uh, <laughs> they going they going to come to play. Yeah. Definitely. They can't show up like they did with Notre Dame. So we will have more on Michigan State later this week. You got any uh, any final thoughts from Nebraska here or no? Horvath is back. Duru is stepping into his shoes. O'Connell, keep it up. Defense, I love y'all. Special <laughs> <laughs> your teams, get Defense. it together. <laughs> Yeah, that that was the one of the shakier parts was uh, Mitchell Finneran had a rough day, missed two field goals, and they were two very makeable field goals. So I'm hoping he straightens it out. He had a great start to the season. Just be nice to see him get one through the uprights and uh, regain his confidence for sure. Listen, I don't know what special forces that was. Uh, I forget forget which one it was labeled when I was there, but uh, they need to get that thing tight. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> you only got one job. Kick. <laughs> All righty, man. Well, I'll let you go. Sounds like Corey Jr. is uh, asking for some assistance there right now. So, unless he has anything else he wants to say. <laughs> nah, he's just driving his mother crazy right now. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, we do thank everybody for listening. So, for Corey and for myself, Travis Miller of HammerandRails.com, Boiler up. BTFU. The Behind the Rails podcast is brought to you by Bet Online. Please visit our sponsor, Bet Online, for the best in college sports odds. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E. AV on YouTube.